Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to today's episode of Monday Reviews. Today's podcast episode will feature talks of Under the Sea, Nicole Kidman, and a really, really bad script. <laughs> You're not listening to Featuring Dez. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another review. In today's topic, we were reviewing Aquaman. And yes, I did say we. I'm accompanied by two co-hosts, two of my good buddies. My friend Brandon, he's back again. Hey, how's it going? And then my, my film buddy Chris here. Say hi, Chris. Golden Tag. And today we'll be giving our thoughts and opinions on the newest uh, James Wan outing, Aquaman. And I think I'll be asking the questions here. And I'm going to uh, have Chris go first here. So, Chris... Aquaman, I saw it with you actually in theaters. You did? Uh, and I gotta ask you, before we get into the movie itself, who is your favorite character? Um, I have to say, if I had to pick a favorite character, because um, there was some highlights on there. I think Nicole Kidman, this was a film where I feel like she, you know, things are turning around because for the longest time, uh, I can't remember where it was said that Nicole Kidman was like box office poison. I never got that impression from her. I always thought that she's been like a, a decent actress, but I felt like this was one where she was able to kind of have a little bit more fun. Um, so, and so I think she was a highlight for me, but if the person that had to take a cake is, of course, Willem Dafoe, yeah. in my opinion, as the yeah. uh, mentor tutor to uh, um, Arthur Curry. Yeah. He, he is Curry in this film, is he? Yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I would actually have to second you on that. Um, I was going to say that the parents were my favorite characters, but if I'm going to be more specific, it would be Nicole Kidman's uh, character, uh, her playing Miss, At- Miss Atlanta. Um, she, she, was, she was great. She was both motherly and badass. And honestly, I thought the opening segment of the film was actually one of the more stronger parts of the film. Uh, she, her, her little story of her escaping, she was, she was basically assigned to an arranged marriage. She's like, oh, hell no. I'm bouncing. Well, I guess I can't really say bounce because they end the water. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, she she basically dipped and fell in love with a um a a, land, a person on the land, and uh, her relationship with Arthur's uh, father was very cute. Especially that scene where she wakes up and uh, he brings her coffee, all trying to be all romantic like. But she kind of straight up just inhales a fish, like yeah, she yeah. like she went ham, and I, I I instantly fell in love with her, and I never felt like Nicole Kidman was box office poison either. Um. She, Although I will say, as good of an actress as she was, most of her films never really seem to uh, to reflect that as much money-wise. But, you know. Hence the term box office. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, like the the whole opening marriage uh, bit with uh, Arthur's parents. Were, were they actually married? Not necessarily married. I considered them. I'm shipping them, Buddha. Okay. I'm, I, I, I have no issue with yeah. you guys. They ship- may have eloped. I I always got the impression that it didn't really matter if they were legally married or not. They just, like, you know, they fell in love. They got busy. And- yeah. They did, 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 did the thing thing. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah I was going to say, Arthur's, Arthur's pop was actually pretty cool, too. He was always like, hey, he was, he was like that, that, uh, that guy who was always pushing you to do the right thing. Come on, man. Do this. Yeah, do this. And he, he was such a romantic too always going out there every day to check on his wife or his his baby mama to see to see if she'd return from the from the sea and yeah it was great uh yeah so arthur's parents were my favorite characters i'd probably have to say willem dafoe was great too as the the good mentor figure and brandon buddha what you what you got my man black manta oh yes i mean he i yes oh i the guy who played black manta portrayed him as a great like villain mm-hmm. and counterpart to Aquaman. I mean, it just you knew 
why he hated like why he hated Aquaman and like you, you understood his reason to become that villain and that really spoke to me when right. watching his performance. Right. And it's what's what's funny is that that you bring up Black Manta, he was I, I thought his character felt a little flat. But with that being said, though, like you said, the performance that that actor gave was beyond was beyond amazing, and to the point to where I almost wish he was more of the lead villain, and have the the, the political stuff set up with with Arthur's brother be something that was coming into to a possible sequel, because because Patrick Wilson is an amazing actor, and uh, I I wish we we would have had a bigger setup to the political side because I did feel like the Atlantis side um, we didn't really meet that many we didn't really meet any Atlanteans really just just. Just outside the big yeah, ju- ju- just the big wigs, like the political people. That was really it. Well, it's like you know, when we get into Atlantis, we pass through the gates, we suddenly go to like the um, the Boondocks or the <laughs> Detroit of uh, Atlantis <laughs> to the sunken ship, and then I think we jump from there to immediately the throne room in the palace. Um, the geography is kind of like hard to kind of pinpoint as far as where it's located in Atlantis, and then yeah. we're to the arena, and then we're back outside. So yeah, we didn't really get a feel for Atlantis, but I feel at the same time though, Black. Um, my understanding of the comics, because I didn't really read Aquaman, is that Black Manta is definitely more of the de facto um, arch nemesis. Uh, arch nemesis, thank right. you, yeah. of Aquaman. So I think the mentality is that they want to get the politics stuff out of the way first to kind of help Arthur Curry uh, to help provide a little bit more backstory and to kind of get him more cemented as Aquaman, King of Atlantis, right. and then they can get to the Black Manta. Mm-hmm. Um, which what which is what we saw in the mid credit scene. Yeah. Like you, oh. you know yeah. that Black Man is gonna be the villain yeah. in the next yeah. assuming the next movie, right, which right. I think based off of the box, box office, office dude, yeah, have yeah, you seen you, how much money this this movie has made? Yeah, so it surpassed it, Wonder Woman, like, right? I think it surpassed Wonder I, Woman. I don't I haven't really paid attention just because right. things have been busy on my end. Oh no, I think it's getting close to what a billion already or already yeah. surpassed it. Yeah, it was like that, that so movie, it's clearly the DC is gonna make a second, right? Right. You know, Aquaman it, movie. It, it, it'd, be, it'd be financially, it'd be stupid not to, right? But superheroes are so lucrative these days. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I I would be hard pressed to see a new superhero release in you know today and not expect like you know there's not gonna be a sequel unless it bombed very hard. Which I'm kind of hoping Shazam kind of gets this a similar success because mm-hmm. Shazam is not necessarily as popular as right. the other DCEU. Um, Movies, but then again, Guardians of the Galaxy ended up becoming a very quirky, very fun movie that people gravitated towards. So maybe a little bit of that could rub off on Shazam, and I really hope so. And I, I think that you know, Aquaman always gets shit on mm-hmm. because of like all, all talking to fishes and whatnot. This could lead to Shazam actually doing pretty. At least it may not reach the heights of Aquaman or Wonder Woman, but at least doing like financially doing pretty well because it's you know because Aquaman's like low tier outside of the yeah. the big yeah 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 the big group and you know that gives at least hope to Shazam doing at least financially doing pretty well yes yes I I, I, I would agree on that and Sh- Shazam I actually uh, just based off trailers what's funny is that if you had to feed me stats and I'd be like oh what James Wan is directing Aquaman I, I, I'd, I'd put money on Aquaman being a better film but like based off the trailers we were given for Aquaman and Shazam, the Shazam trailer was very fun. Yeah. Like I actually dug the Shazam trailer more than the Aquaman trailer. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though I had a lot of fun with Aquaman, the Shazam trailer looked way better as as a film. And as as much as I love James Wan, 
I, I guess I'll get, get back in that later. And uh, yes, I would I would have to agree that Black Mantle was a was was, was a, a solid choice for favorite character. Mine being uh, uh, Arthur's mom, she basically ghosted the underwater world. She's like, oh yeah, I want me to go to an arranged marriage, and she basically pulled to Eric Cartman. Screw you guys, I'm going home. And so she she left, and it was great. She was badass, motherly. That that opening scene, that that scene where her in the house and people try to come and get her. Oh, that, that was that, that yes. was great. Yes, cinematically from like how it was shot and everything. That mm-hmm. was a perfect. Way. I guess one thing that kind of threw me off in the combat is just kind of the interesting thing that Atlanteans having androids was something that I was, thought was kind of interesting because you would expect for an underwater civilization, machines don't really jive that well unless they're tailored towards underwater. So right. I expected like real life Atlanteans to kind of be in that fight, but and uh, being androids, I, I don't think the scene is any worse for it. It was just kind of an interesting observation, right? Okay. It, it was also kind of hard. Like there was times in the Aquaman movie where it's like you saw Atlanteans in armor and you saw like androids and you had to guess like okay which one was which <laughs> <laughs> actually that's true no you're right you're right there are certain times like <laughs> alright yeah um so I was gonna ask you guys before we get into best performance which Buddha already alluded to uh, yeah. I was gonna ask you so uh, any surprises in this film for you guys good or bad any surprises I'll let you go for it first Chris I'm still thinking so I'll let uh, okay him go uh, first. any surprises good or bad you, you wanna bring up because if because I can go first, I can talk go, about go, my, yeah. Okay. I, need, I need some time to think right, right. about that one. So as far as surprises in this film, to be honest with you, I'm surprised. So I, I forgot that Dolph Lundgren was in this movie. Like I knew, I knew he was in it when I first looked at the cast. But some reason I just it, it just left my mind. And I saw him in the film, and I'm honestly surprised I made it throughout the entire film without quoting Ivan Drago from the Rocky series. I must break you. And then I look over, and you were quoting him. I was like, don't do it, Desmond. You're better than this. This, this, is, this is a DC film, not a boxing movie. <laughs> I, I, I would have to second about Dolph Lundgren, because I came into Aquaman relatively blind, so I wasn't sure about who was in this film. I knew Nicole Kidman was in this film, but Dolph Lundgren was, I think was a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I remember seeing Willem Dafoe being fe- featured in the movie, but it was kind of nice to kind of see him. Not only that, but also seeing Willem Dafoe, like, probably the most fun I've seen him recently. <laughs> I agree. I, I agree. And, I, and I, that's probably my surprise, because I, I had no idea that Willem Dafoe, Dafoe was in here, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. but again, like you said, yeah. He was actually pretty damn good and like, right. enjoyable to watch. Right, and, right. And you know what's funny? I actually love Will Willem Dafoe. Uh, he, he he has so many... He's, he's a versatile actor. And uh, But I want to br- go back to uh, to Dolph Lundgren for a second. Not only was I su- uh, surprised he was in this film and I made it through without quoting Ivan Drago, but I also was surprised at how good Dolph Lundgren was in this film as well. Like, he wasn't just in there. He wasn't just there. Like they, He wasn't just there to be star power. Like, oh, guys, look, Dolph Lundgren's in there. But he was actually... Pretty good as uh, Amber Heard's father mm-hmm. in the in the film, and so I was, yeah, I was I was pleasantly surprised by his performance. He he did he did, and he's also surprised me twice this year because he was great in Creed too. Oh my god, like the the, the amount of acting he did alone just off his eyes, like that was great. So. If I had to add anything, I think one of the things that I was pleasantly surprised about this film is how they utilize Mara's uh, waterbending, for lack of a better yeah. term, <laughs> uh, techniques. Just kind of like how they were able to utilize uh, the imagination that they use in util- utilizing that. Like, especially the scene where a couple of Atlantean soldiers are cornering her in a winery. And she uses the water in the wine to, like, burst it out and use it as a weapon. I'm like, okay, that was pretty damn awesome. Yeah, yeah. And ain't, ain't, so, the, I, I, I'll get into that later when we talk about performances. Because I definitely want to go into that, but yeah, like Amber Heard surprised me a, a, a little bit in this film. So 
Because I think this was her, the first movie I remember seeing her in. Yeah. So I didn't see her actually perform because mm-hmm. I can't. Yeah. I can't think of anything else. She, I, so I, very short appearance in Zombieland. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was also in okay. a film with Johnny Depp. Uh, I can't remember the name of, but he was like an alcoholic. And I don't watch the yeah, Johnny Depp yeah, movies. So I can't. Yeah, she was also married to Johnny Depp at one point. I think this is her first film back since being divorced from him. So, okay. and yeah. also the whole controversy surrounding Johnny Depp. Right, right. Yeah, because with the whole Australia issue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and and so I, yeah, I I, I, I definitely dug Amber Heard, and so we're now that we're on the topic of actors, I wanted to talk to you guys about favorite performance. And Brandon, I know you already tackled uh, Black, Manta. Black Manta, and the actor's name, and I'm actually going to second you on that as far as, as far as performances go, because I believe the actor's name is uh, Yaha Abdul Mateen, and this guy, in in, in an interview I, I saw, he he said that he got very competitive with Jason Momoa as far as acting goes. He said he his job was to steal as many fans from Jason Momoa as possible, <laughs> and by God, he did because the dude was so convincing as the angry villainous black man. So like the dude, like honestly, he did so well in his in his role. He made me he made me want want to root for him. He actually he actually he actually made me feel like he was the good guy. We 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 all know that that's not true, oh, yeah. but he made me feel like that I could believe in his cause. Like he was so. Like, he was empathetic. Yeah, he was not only empathetic, but he was he was clearly like having a ball with his role. And speaking of having a ball with his role, Patrick Wilson was given probably the weakest, one of the weaker characters in the film, even though he had the most screen time. Black Manta was a stronger character, I think, than um, Patrick Wilson's character, the brother to Arthur, who who had the right to the throne. But I feel like Patrick Wilson, he's a great actor. And he was having, he was, he was killing it in, in his role. Like honestly, I feel like this script was was ass. And honestly, I feel like the only reason this movie didn't show that, that the script was complete as was because these actors were so great at what they did. I mean, you got Jason Momoa being a charismatic mofo. You got Amber Heard, who's basically, like, giving exposition dumps. Yeah. But she's, like... She has good, she had good chemistry with Jason right, Momoa. Right, right, right. I have to disagree, but we'll get into that. Yeah. No, no, and, no, no. So I actually feel like... I feel like, the chem- I feel like the chemistry was fine, but I did feel like they rushed their relationship. They definitely tried to push yeah, it. I, 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 I yeah. agree with that So, But I, I don't know. I, I, I definitely want to hear your thoughts, Chris, but this is my turn to speak, Chris. So. Uh, that's why I said we're going <laughs> to... This is your show. Right. <laughs> my show. But uh, no, But yeah, no. So uh, I, I, I love Jason Momoa. He was very charismatic. Some of those lines... Jason Momoa was given arguably some of the worst lines in that film. Like, I was like, wow. But because he delivered it with such charisma, he was like, okay, that's passable. And Patrick Wilson... His character was just so one note, but because Patrick Wilson is such a great performer, he was like, mm, "I'm about to, I'm about to amp it up." And but like, still, I want to, I want to say, and also love Nicole Kidman's performance as well. She nailed it. She's probably my second or third favorite performance. I think uh, Yaha, who played um, Black Manta, was number one, and then it's a tie between second place between Patrick Wilson and uh, Nicole Kidman. And uh, yeah, I definitely want to say Black Manta. With, I'm glad they're going full force with him in the sequel by the by that in credit scene because. Dude, he he brought the heat. Like for me, Black Man Manta easily had the best performance, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you speak the truth. Yeah. What, what do you got for me, Chris? Um, as far as performances, um, I mean, I've said what I've said about Nicole Kidman. It was kind of nice to see her back in the spotlight, and I think that this is probably the most uh, physically demanding 
role that I've seen her in, and of course I've heard some great stuff about Destroyer. Oh, right, right. Um, where she kind of plays this like uh, hard-boiled detective. Mm. Oh, um, I, I kind of want to see it. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I've heard great stuff about it. Mm. Bob Chipman uh, had some great stuff to say about it. But yeah, it was kind of interesting to see Nicole Kidman in a role like this, kind of outside what I normally um, associate uh, with her, like uh, Satine from uh, Moulin Rouge, right, among right. others. Yeah. Um, she was also in a film this year called The Favorite, I, I want to say. Yes, with uh, Emma Stone, I believe. Yeah, I, I want to check that out because that director, he does some weird stuff. Like, <laughs> like seriously, like I'm not going to lie. Like We have to watch one of his movies together. His stuff is weird, but he makes he's a good filmmaker. But yeah, Nicole Kidman was great. And, um, and of course, Willem Dafoe is pretty much you know a star in pretty much everything that he's in. <laughs> yes. Um, if I had to say um i think momo was pretty solid as arthur um amber heard i think did as best as she could given the material oh. um and it will kind of continue more about her chemistry with arthur at a you know later down the line um Dolph Lundgren was fun. I think Patrick Wilson also d- did favorably with the material that he was used. Um, definitely was tapping into um, a more Shakespearean kind of tragic hero. Right. Or what he, he believes to be a tragic hero. Somebody who was wronged and he's just trying to make right by his own means. Patrick Wilson's character? Yes. Yes. Yeah, even okay. if it means, you know... Um, I am so sorry. I have the words and it just <laughs> oh, had a brain fart. Uh, basically, raged war with all of like uh, the sea folk. Yeah, he, uh, was, he, he was he was he was he was an angry kid. Like he 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 was wronged as, as a child, and he he wanted retribution, man. He and it's it's it's. I think that's kind of great that they kind of made his character uh, like that in a sense because him and Arthur were both kind of like wronged in a way, mm-hmm. but Arthur took it in a different way. Patrick. Made, it, made it more positive. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like you have a fire and ice approach where mm-hmm. you had like Arthur was definitely fire. Patrick mm-hmm. Wilson was definitely a more colder personality, mm-hmm. and right. that makes for a naturally clashing dynamic. Mm-hmm. Right. And I also like how they, you know, spoiler alert territory, but how, you know, in the end Arthur ends up sparing him just because it's like you know the situation that caused us to be enemies is screwed up, but I'm not going to hold that against you mm-hmm. or I'm not going to punish you for that. Right. So, okay. Um, Patrick Wilson, I would say is a pretty good one. Um, for best performance. I don't know if I would say best performance. Cause again, Willem Dafoe, I think yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much takes the cake. Right. Yeah. He was, he, he was, he was great. It was, was funny is that like, uh, I, I keep speaking about the acting in this film. The acting in this film is, was one of the things that kept this movie afloat because like, uh, Willem Dafoe wasn't given much, but what he worked with, he did well. With the same thing with uh, Black Mansa, that actor was not given much, but what he did, he made leaps and bounds with. Same thing with Nicole Kidman. I feel like these actors would really made and the acting and the directing. I, I cannot uh, give James Wan enough credit. The acting and directing because I feel like the script is what bogged this film down, and I'll get into that uh, a little bit later. But yeah, that's my two cents. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna make one last thing, and I want to hear you guys' opinion on this. But this is just me. You guys can burn me at the stake if you want. But like I said, I really dug the acting in this film, and honestly, like I think this movie has the best acting in a uh, in in in, in uh, DC's newest DC cinematic universe post Nolan era. Like as far as the DC universe goes, I think this film has the strongest DC acting. Would you guys second that or? I think Wonder Woman was better. You, you, you I, think yeah, so? I, I would agree. With you. I, I feel like the chemistry between the leads uh, Gal Gadot and Chris Pine were definitely more 
Um, you can feel the chemistry there. You can feel like they're uh, the playful banter between them, and you can feel like these characters meshing. Yeah. I also feel like the gang that they were with, uh, the World War One yeah, squad yeah, yeah. they were with, mm-hmm. had a little bit more um, and see, charm to them. And see, I also will credit that to the writing. I feel like Wonder yeah. Woman had much stronger. I definitely feel like if we had these caliber of actors, we have an Aquaman with with with, with so, a halfway decent script like Wonder Woman. I felt like we we, we would have gotten some of those great moments that we got in Wonder Woman. I definitely feel like the acting in here was definitely better because there are moments in um, in Wonder Woman. I felt like there are some characters they were miscast. Yeah. Uh, like like the elite villain. I was like, okay. Come on, yeah, and, yeah, and 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 like as far as as far as chemistry goes, I think Chris Pine and Gal Gadot had amazing chemistry, so I do think that helped them go leaps and bounds. Uh, but like, but like I said, I definitely do feel like uh, as far as acting caliber, I feel like we had higher acting caliber in this film. That is just me, and I think that it's actually the best we've gotten post uh, Nolan era in this new DC cinematic universe. That is just my two cents. Like uh, and, and like like I said like I said I absolutely hated this script, dude. I hated this script. <laughs> I I really wish I I wish we would have got a script halfway as decent as Wonder Woman. Like, oh, <laughs> so but that 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 was just me. But uh, so you, you guys were both you guys both think Wonder Woman yeah, had stronger yeah. stronger acting. Okay, cool. Not only that, but it, it's just like the characters just jived a little bit better with. Agreed, Wonder Woman. agreed. Chemistry it would go. Chemistry goes a long way, my man. And not only that, when you're not having to say dumb lines, like how they had to say in this line, it also makes um, chemistry and uh, moments feel more real, right? Like when you, when you have great chemistry and great lines, the things feel just more real and genuine, which is why I love those shows sometimes when a director just goes off script. He says, what would you say in this moment? And just give it. Like he, uh, And so I definitely feel like Wonder Woman was given, a, I feel like small moments would make big films. This movie did not have very many small moments. But the small moments it did, I absolutely love. Like the moments between... Arthur and his dad um, in the bar. Uh, Arthur, anything, anything involving Arthur's parents, really. Those are some great small moments. And I feel, I feel like Arthur didn't really have really any small moments to himself in his film. And so you couldn't really see, um, or, or really Black Manta or any other great actor had that many small moments. So you couldn't really see those great moments flourish like you could and say Wonder Woman. I think that the small moments between Arthur and his dad in the beginning, especially in the bar scene, I think those were... Notable because again, you know, you have the people coming up to him is like, "Hey, are you Aquaman?" It's like, "Yeah, what about it? Can <laughs> yeah. I take a selfie with you?" Yeah, yeah. And he's he like very stoic at first, and then he's just like, "Okay, what yeah. the hell? I'm we're yeah. we're gonna revel." Yeah, you know what's funny is that I was actually gonna gonna bring it up later on, which actually leads me into my next segment, which is favorite scene or scenes in the film that you would like to highlight or bring up, or or you could bring up really horrible scenes if you guys want. I really. Don't care. I'd like to get you guys his two cents. The fight scene, like from at the very beginning. Yes, like, with the mom. The mom. Oh yes. That I. Yeah. That was probably one of my favorite yeah. scenes. It's that one and probably the bar scene. Mm-hmm. Like where, where yeah. it's just like you got the good action scene and yeah. like the the father son yeah, yeah, bonding yeah. moment where it was kind yeah. of good, like good balance right there. And that's actually something I wanted to bring up. I actually felt like, honestly, I actually didn't want this movie as I was watching the opening. I didn't want. To, I didn't give a shit about Arthur. I, didn't, I, I honestly would have been fine just getting a film just off Aquaman's mom. This movie, I'd have been perfectly fine with this mom being called Aquaman's mom. But you know, it's not called Aquaman's mom. It's called Aquaman. So, because she was dope. Like the whole story between him and the dad was great. And so, like I feel like, like I said, I feel like that was easily the strongest part of the film. But anyway, uh, so I would have to second that. I love. I second both of you guys. I love that bar scene. I love that bar scene between him and his pop. I love. Um, Really, any scene involving the parents was great, but if I'm going to get off the parents and talk about another scene, uh, what scene would I say? I really love the fight, the second 
fight between him and Black Manta when they're on that island or whatever. Yeah. And Black Manta was coming for blood. He 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 donned the actual Black Manta helmet and he was shooting hey, out. Can, can we just agree that his costume was? Oh yeah, spot the, on. yeah, yeah. I liked everything about Black Manta in this movie. Yeah, like his, his costume was spot on. And I also love in this era of like superhero films. Like in the past, you know, we were lucky if we had uh, a superhero that looked and felt like they did their to their uh, comic book counterparts. Right. Where now it's getting to the point where it's like it's not, it's not so much you know is this going to be good it's like it, are there ways this can you know be screwed up in a sense and I'm kind of glad that you know even DCEU is starting to get the hint that you know you can have a little bit more fun you can have a little bit more you know, color right. you don't have to worry about the costumes looking like Power Rangers and yeah. it's still have fun because <laughs> that was one of the complaints that was leveled to- towards uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with the Green Goblin costume mm-hmm. just because you know for the time era that was made I felt like this was the best we were going to get as right. far as like Green Goblin is yeah. concerned and then it just got worse after <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, but as far as like standout scenes, I I, I did kind of like the release the Kraken moment. Where, <laughs> uh, where like uh, Arthur's uh, writing upon this Kraken that he had just bested in a non-violent way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just emerges out of the sea. And, I'm, and of course... You know, you go to that meme moment where it's like, where is Liam Neeson when you need him so he can <laughs> say that line? <laughs> yes. This dude, Chris, going to have me cracking up in movies. He should be saying lines. I'm like, Chris. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, it's I actually have to agree with you on like, now we're actually lucky that we're getting comic book characters that actually feel and look like they're the comic book counterparts. I, it's like... They're not. They don't feel ashamed to yep. show it, yep. which is which is what we kind of got initially with some of the yeah. older comic book mm-hmm. movies. But now it's like, who gives a shit? Yeah. It's like we right, right, yeah. own it. I, because yeah. I, I, we saw it with the black man in costume, mm-hmm. and we saw it with Aquaman when he came out with the orange. Oh, shirt. Dude, yes, I, yes. I, Okay, g- great. That's awesome. awesome. I finally got to see it. It, it only took us Man of Steel, <laughs> Batman v Superman, and Suicide Squad to get to this point. Yep. DC, you know, you're turning it around. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, DC is slowly but surely making better moves. Um, I definitely do feel like DC's thing is they really should slow the fuck down and stop trying to compete with Marvel. I feel like and, and, and make a, try to make it like a like a collected universe. Yeah, like, so so that and also if they would just if they would just forget about the, the competitors just for a second and not try to do what they're doing but better, just trying to do their own thing, I, I find that they would have much better um focus on the characters. Not yes. Cuz I, I I think you and I discussed Yes. That, uh DC has the characters, Marvel has the universe. Yeah. So just focus yeah. How how do you how does DC not win? They have the most iconic superheroes of all time. They like, just and villains and, villains. and yeah. How they do, they just got swept up in the market. I believe like MCU was hitting it off the ground, and everyone in Hollywood, especially like Universal, was trying to do their dark universe. Yeah. Everyone that flop. Bad. <laughs> yes. we're, we're gonna talk about that. Tom, I, I, I think I actually don't mind Tom Cruise as an actor, but like that that mummy. Because Johnny Depp was supposed to be like the Invisible Man. We'll get into that later. But anyway, so as far as like um, comic book parts that look and feel. I actually want to talk a little bit about um, because uh, I, I had a discussion previously with a, a, a friend of mine, and he he still believes and feels like Tim Burton's first Batman movie with Michael Keaton is the best Batman movie that feels like Batman, uh, and that's why it's his favorite. And uh, and he 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 does not like Dark Knight at all. He feels like Dark Knight is extremely overrated. Yada yada yada. He couldn't care less. And you know, to to some of his credit. If you think about it, The Dark Knight with Chris Nolan uh, really was just a political thriller featuring Batman. 
And so, but with that being said, I feel like Dark Knight is leaps and bounds of, of a, as a film much better than the uh, the Tim Burton film. And I'm not gonna lie, like Christian Bailey somewhat looks the part of Batman. Michael Keaton is like five nine, mm-hmm. like and and for even as a kid. Because I, I, I was, I've been reading comics since I was a kid. And he was a kid. I felt, like, I felt like, that doesn't look like Batman. I mean, he, he's a good actor, but, you know, like, I love Michael Keaton, but he did not look like Batman. And so when he was, like, trying to be dark and foreboding, I was like, you just look like a, a child trying to play. <laughs> well, if anything, you know, I feel like as far as, like, nailing the feel of comic books, because throughout the industry, we were trying to, I feel like we were trying to get a grasp about, like, what kind of superheroes the public was going to pay to see. Because right. you had characters like Superman that, you know... Is beloved has been around since the late twenties. Um, Superman wasn't, you know, could have gone either way, but because of Richard Donner, the more optimistic approach to uh, Superman, kind of like the whole Golden Age era feel, yeah. kind of worked for Superman at that time. And then I felt like, but from like Tim Burton's Batman, it was just kind of to try and get a feel. It's like is comic book heroes too uh, corny? Because right. even in the comic books, there was a lot of corny stories involving our favorite superheroes. And oh, yeah, of course, plenty, plenty. This was also the time uh, Tim, in Tim Burton's uh, 1989 Batman where you had uh, comic books like Watchmen come out and mm-hmm. kind of transform the comic book landscape because comic books have to be serious now. Yeah. Everything has to be Frank Miller's The Dark Knight. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, and, and was Tim Burton the first Batman since the TV show? It was the first Batman film since... Uh, I think since, the TV show came after. Did it? Okay, did it? Okay. After the, like the, no, I'm talking about like with the, yes. the OG. Yeah, so the OG oh, TV. Oh, right. Yeah, the, the OG, OG TV. Yeah, the OG yeah, the Oh, you're, 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 you're talking about the Batman animated yeah. series. Yeah, yeah, that one I know. So the, the, and so you know what's funny? Well, is I'm that, talking about like live yeah. action. Yeah, so, so, so like, I, I think Adam people, West first, yeah. Yeah, so people, people knew and like everyone knows Superman and kind of like accepts whatever Superman they get and like they're not going to be like overly critical of the Superman movies. Right. Batman, because they had the Adam West, very like, bam, pow. It's mm-hmm. like... Very uh, 60s camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the TV so show... There's like... I, they, they expect the corny a right. little bit. Right, and like, right, mm-hmm. So there's just like, yeah. trying to find that right balance of where do we place right, Batman. Right, right. And, and I, I understand it's, it was a work in progress. Uh, but like, so with the Adam West show... I actually adored that show as a child, and for all intents and purposes, the show was was a success in every way, shape, or form, right? But when once the once the series had ran its course, got its movie, and it was, everything was all said and done, that show actually did a lot of harm to the comic book uh, community because everything was kind of like, oh, it's you gotta take superheroes seriously. They're all just fun, and then Tim Burton comes out comes out the, out the gate with this bitch like, nah, and he makes everything all dark and foreboding, and makes Batman more or less the way. Like well, we, didn't, the, uh, didn't yeah. the Dark Knight Returns like get released in 1984? The the comic? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. The Dark Knight Returns, yeah, was uh, exceeded. Yeah, because well, you had Watchmen also come out around the same time, and I feel like that's kind of what informed the darker edge in Tim Burton's Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. And but then it's like if you kind of go on from like Batman eight, 1989, and then you know the Batman films got more goofier and goofier, mm-hmm. and then you had Warner Brothers going like, okay, we need to make this like. Super ser- we need to reboot Batman to make it more profitable again. Right. So, you know, we're going to take this indie filmmaker, Christopher Nolan, mm-hmm. uh, get David Goyer, who also helped uh, Blade. And I also think Blade also kind of helped yes. define the darker superheroes. That's actually one of my early, favorite superhero movies. Of the early 2000s. 
So now it's like everything has to be edgier. Even X Men was edgier with yep. like yep. you know we can't wear the the yellow the spandex. spandex. No, nope. yep. And 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 you know what's funny is that like I love the Tim Burton Batman because because of that film we got the the uh, Batman the animated series in in the nineties. And Harley Quinn. Yeah, and and, and Harley uh, Quinn, and the creation and, of Harley Quinn. Yeah, and Mr. Freeze. Yeah, uh, no. So Mr. Freeze has all had already been there, okay. but but he had a revamped origin story in uh, in the Batman animated series. And uh, the creator's name of that, one of the main writers of that show, his name escapes me. He he's, he's a great writer. Paul Dini. Paul Dini. Paul Dini actually uh, more or less created the character of Harley Quinn. So I, I thought that was like a. Not Tim Kane. I, I can't remember the creator of uh, the animated series uh, name. Oh, uh, you're talking Tim. Tim. Uh, Bruce Tim. Bruce. Tim? Yes. Bruce Tim. Yeah, yeah. Bru- yeah. So Bruce Tim is amazing as well. He has since then left uh, DC, uh, and which is a shame because when he was there, he was reigning. They were putting out spouting out great shows. So, but yeah, um, I definitely do feel like DC. DC always. DC should be reigning supreme. Like they have the most iconic heroes, they have the most iconic villains. All they need is great storytellers to help bring these things to life, right? Because, mm-hmm. and I, I do feel like you need people uh, on both sides of the spectrum helping out. You need people who know know the roots of the lore to help give some guidance a little bit. But I feel like having great filmmakers like Lord Miller, who just previously gave us uh, Into the Spider Verse, who they, they they can help bring these stories to life. So, I feel like DC just needs to be a little bit smart. Don't rush it and. Um, Bring the best filmmakers for that particular project. Like, don't get the most popular film, filmmaker at the time. Don't get um, the most well-known. Just go with whatever you think fits the story. That's what Marvel is doing, right? Kevin Feige is getting filmmakers who would best fit, uh, fit these stories. Like, he... So... I think like I think Warner Brothers is finally catching on that they need to s- slow down, but it's like not only were they trying to catch up, but they were also trying to recapture the critical acclaim that they got from The Dark Knight. Yeah. And I felt like that kind of blindsided them to, um, you know where their creative uh, focus should have been for the DCEU. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking like, oh, how can we make this our unique thing? Yes, we want to still capitalize the you know tide that MCU has brought to the superhero genre, and we want to you know benefit from that as much as we can, because we have superhero properties that we own. We might as well make some money off of it, right. which is understandable mm-hmm. from a business perspective, but... Yeah, slow it down, and it's like you're not going to reach known levels of the Dark Knight. There's mm-hmm. just no way. Yeah, the, uh, the, that was a one-time thing. Even the Dark Knight Rises didn't even reach levels of Dark Knight Returns. So, and I'm actually probably in the minority here, but I actually liked Batman Begins more than Dark Knight Rises. You're not alone. Okay, good, because I actually really dug Batman Begins, and so when I got the Dark Knight, and Dark Knight. Um, was even a better film than Batman Begins. I was like, whoa, okay. It is a superior film to Batman Begins, but I felt like Batman Begins felt more, more like, like a, a comic Bat- book. Thank you, thank you. That's what I've been saying. Like, which is why sometimes, I, sometimes I often say that I actually prefer Batman Begins over Dark Knight. But you know, that's neither here nor there. We'll get into that on a later date. But like, I I, I love Batman Begins, and so. Eh. But so going into our final thoughts on Aquaman, uh, I think I'll let you go first, Brandon. What are your final thoughts on Aquaman? Overall, it was o- a, overall as a film, yes. Overall as a film, it was as a casual fan. Uh, it's an enjoyable movie, and it, to me, it makes up for Batman vs Superman, <laughs> Justice League, and Suicide Squad put together. <laughs> yeah, because those were like shit shows, and D- the DCEU had no direction, and like how they wanted to present it, and then they finally hit it on with you know Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and now Aquaman. 
and hopefully we can now see mm-hmm. the fruits of them being patient right. and taking their time with it, all the stuff. Um, so it, it was definitely an enjoyable movie, just uh, so you can just sit back, relax. Yes, there's some issues with it with script and then yeah. certain CGI portions of it yeah the underwater was the, the, like for me I, the background and everything mm. was fine yeah there was just the certain faces cause yeah. I, I the uh, I, I, when, I when they did like de-age uh, Nicole Kidman and Willem Dafoe especially Willem Dafoe that just like took me out of the scene way way too much mm-hmm. personally and I know that I know Aquaman's supposed to be a CGI heavy hit, heavy film, right? But in some of the scenes, it's just like like how the hair really like stuck to the head, <laughs> yeah. and like for the CGI, I was like, oh, I just like I want to enjoy the the scene and whatnot, but just like it just it got too distracting at times for the the CGI around the faces. Mm-hmm. That's just me personally, but right? I may be getting too picky, mm-hmm. but. Hey man, I, I I think the fact that we all somewhat like these DC characters and we want them to all have great films, I think we're allowed to be a little picky. So, but uh, I'm gonna say as far as me, overall, I thought the film was crazy entertaining, lots of fun. But if I'm being honest with you, boy, I hated that script. Boy, I'm not gonna lie, I hated that script. I'm. Okay, this is going to sound very harsh, but I feel like College Me could have wrote a better script than that. Like, I'm talking about just first going to College Me could have wrote a better script than that. Like, there, there were times during that movie, like, or like, I, it was, it was, it was pretty, I was, it was cringeworthy. I was like, what the, f- ugh, <laughs> and I didn't say anything, but I kept it to myself. I was a grown up about it. I was like, what was that? And I was like, I was like, how did that, how did that make it past, and how, that was probably in the writer's room, and people were like, so it looks good to me, like, <laughs> And like I, I also think James Wan knew early on that the script wasn't going to be that great, so he did his best to uh, make a, a good film. Like, and then like I said, the acting and directing saved this film. I feel like Patrick Wilson turned somewhat of a badly written character into something entertaining. My boy Yaha turned somewhat of a stale character into something believable. And then Amber Heard did her best with what she was given. Jason Moore was charismatic. Nicole Kidman knocked it out of the park. And so... Acting and directing saved this movie for me. And uh, I felt like if this movie had gotten a halfway decent script, I felt like this movie could have been easily... This is just me. I feel like it could have been easily better than uh, Wonder Woman. I feel like Wonder Woman sometimes um, focused... was Its focus was was a little bit lackluster in certain areas, especially towards the end. Oh boy, I want to get into that. But I, I still dug Wonder Woman, but I felt like this movie was very entertaining. And even more so than say like Wonder Woman, but I would probably go back and watch Wonder Woman before I rewatch this because Wonder Woman, overall, I'd probably give it a little bit higher rating than this. So because I really hated the script, but great movie. I mean, well, not great movie, but great fun to be had with this movie. So yeah, what do you what do you think, Chris? Um, I had uh, more fun with this film than I anticipated. I was kind of uh, walking into this movie thinking like, oh, you know, Wonder Woman was a fluke, you know. They had one great film, and I was kind of. I was kinda, my fear was that walking into Aquaman, it's like maybe they learned all the lessons that they needed to in Batman v Superman. I'm kind of glad that they're at least 
not taking themselves way too seriously. Mm-hmm. I feel like the lighter tone is definitely helping DCEU. Yes. yes. Um, I, it's also, I also feel like DCEU is starting to get that cadence where it's like they may not knock it out of the park from here on out, but at least they're showing that, you know, lessons learned. Mm-hmm. There are some bits in the film that I felt like were a little bit less than. Um, the chemistry behind Arthur and Mira I was not necessarily impressed with just because it felt a little lackluster and I also don't know if it's just the direction that was given to Amber Heard but I just could not there was something off about her performance. It felt very detached and and there was also some behind the scenes stuff that I've heard about like Jason Momoa was kind of being a little bit of a pest to her Uh, behind the scenes so maybe that could be part of the reason why their chemistry just didn't work for me Um, and I also feel like some of the underwater effects kind of look a little silly but at the same time it's like you know uh, rather than making this very expensive by using real water what else can you use And, and also allow these characters to speak unhindered Mm -hmm. um outside of maybe telepathy but you know (laughs) that's neither here or there um there were some good set uh special effects scenes like especially the scene where they're uh uh, dodging the uh creatures from the black lagoon oh yeah (laughs) um the swarm of that i felt like was, was a great scene um you know overall it was a very fun movie and you know it i it we'll have to see how shazam works Mm -hmm. um because it's Shazam and then the next Wonder Woman movie, right? Is I believe so, yeah. But this next Wonder Woman movie, is is it a prequel? Is it? I, no, I think, I think it's like Wonder Woman 1984. Okay. So it's still a prequel. prequel. <laughs> a sequel to the prequel. Yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman's timeline is a little weird yeah. as far as like where it takes place. Right. Yeah, it's prequel to everything else. else but yeah, yeah. But a sequel to mm-hmm. the Wonder Woman movie, yeah. right? Okay. Uh, and I'm actually kind of uh, kind of glad we we're changing it up a bit. We're going with uh, Cheetah in the next Wonder Woman film because I actually dig Cheetah. Because I always thought Cheetah was like her main yeah, villain, right? Post-ish. I'm just a little afraid of the furry porn. Oh yeah, <laughs> Dude, yes. the, the internet be wilding sometimes, man. So I I, I I see see your point there. But yeah, like I'm glad we all for the most part uh, went in and had a great time with Aquaman. It was better than probably all of us thought thought it was going to be. Yeah, but thing is, I think we all had that very, very, very low, low bar yeah. oh, set by those yes. three movies I just yeah. mentioned, mm-hmm. which is not hard to like. Yeah. Okay, I cleared yeah. it. Good. I'm actually gonna. So I'm actually gonna say this. I actually, so I thought Aquaman was better than Venom. I have not seen Venom. I, I haven't think. seen Venom okay. either, so I can't. Okay. Because really... Venom, I put in the same ballpark. It was a fun. Like okay, so people trash Venom, and Venom was not a great movie. I'll say that it was not a great, it was not a good movie, but it was actually a lot of fun. People, people can be like kind of mean sometimes. Like I went and saw them, I was like, this movie is nothing like what critics have been saying, nothing like what people have been saying. And Tom Hardy was kind of very hilarious in this film. Actually, he Tom Hardy did, gave us what well, <laughs> he gave a great performance and. What's funny, I remember previously when I first heard that the director of uh, Adventure, not Adventureland, um, Zombieland was 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 directing a uh, Venom. I was like, oh man, this movie's either going to be good or bad. And they're like, well, how so? Well, the, the director of Zombieland, he made Zombieland, which was great. And then, the first Deadpool. And then he also he also did, uh, I believe, um, shoot, uh, what else was it? Oh, Gangster Squad, which was not that great. Didn't he also do another vehicle for uh, Jesse Eisenberg? I think so. I like think Delivery so. Something, I can't remember the name of it. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, safety not guaranteed. No, no, is that safety? No, that was uh, Trevor. That 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 was Trevor. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe the I'm guy getting... who the guy who did the Jurassic World films. 
Oh, Colin Trevorrow. Tre- yeah, Colin Trevorrow. Yeah, yeah. By the way, I'm so glad he's not doing the next Star Wars film. I'm actually not that big a fan of his. Yeah, like, let's not bring up that can of worms. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Like, uh, he, he's, he's, he's a fine director, but I'm just not as big into his stuff as some people are. But anyway, yes, uh, Aquaman was uh, a pretty, pretty decent film. I had fun with it, and I look forward to see where they go with the series from here. And, uh, yeah, you guys got anything else you want to add? I just hope, like, with the success of this film, that the Fathom Project that has been on hiatus for decades, like, <laughs> maybe some, I don't know who holds the rights to uh, Fathom. I know that James Cameron at one point was looking at it. Um, it for those who are unfamiliar, Fathom is a original IP that was uh, created by uh, the late Michael Turner's uh, comic book uh, company, Aspen Comics. Right. Uh, the, uh, the character Aspen... Uh, company is named after okay um basically imagine a uh, water nymph that was raised uh, on the surface kind of very similar to aquaman in some aspects realizes that she has a heritage underwater discovers she has underwater powers and then there's kind of this whole uh war between land and sea so mm. i don't know if because of the similarities the film will never get made um but i'm kind of hoping against hope i mean i never expected we're gonna get a alita battle angel movie but mm-hmm. you know oh we're getting that dude, <laughs> oh, dude I, and i hope it doesn't suck me too god please don't let it suck i really wanted james cameron to direct this battle angel Elite. by the way my brother is a big big fan of battle angel Elite. he read the books read it read everything and he got me into the series and i'm like yo let this work let but this after work. the ghost in the shell live action Shh. But but also Robert, I, I, I don't have a lot okay. Of hope. All right, Brent Urban. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think you should have a little bit more hope for this film because Cameron, um, James Cameron gave the keys over to Robert Rodriguez, who is a much better director than the director who did uh that piece of trash you're talking about, uh, Rupert Sanders. Yeah, then yeah. So uh, he had the same last name as me. Oh hell no. Uh, <laughs> we we got we got to change that anyway. Uh, thank you guys for letting us uh, chat your ear off, and thank you for. Uh, Putting up with us, and um, yeah, we're all gonna uh, fit, uh, bid you farewell. Say bye, guys. Bye. Yeah, touchy. <laughs> and uh, this is Dad from Feature and Dad signing out. Peace. Ha <laughs> ha!